Hello, welcome to You Haven't Blanked That. I'm Forrest. And this is Jimmy. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patty's Day. We watched the movie Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Darby O'Gill. Jimmy, do you have a description of the movie? I do, I do. Just fired Darby O'Gill, Albert Sharp. (laughs) Started over. Okay. Just fired Darby O'Gill does not want to tell his daughter Katie that his position has been taken over by the dashing young man Sean Connery. we can just call him Sean. Okay. <laughs> uh, then on his way home, Darby slips into a portal of the land of the little people. There he meets the leprechaun king, Brian. The winds up accidentally bringing the little monarch home with him. Darby then demands Brian give him three wishes, but the request brings Darby bittersweet and unex- unexpected results. Tree wishes! Tree, Tree wishes! wishes. <laughs> Uh, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. I watched it on Disney Plus, and um, I used to watch it on the Disney Channel when I was a kid. Uh, The Disney Channel was pretty fucking legit when I was a kid. Like, a lot of the older movies that are on there is what they used to show on it. And they used to borrow stuff. Like, the first time I saw Willy Wonka was on the Disney Better movie than I remember. Um, I'm a huge fan of old Disney movies, and I'm surprised I have not seen a lot of them. Is this what you're learning with Disney Plus? Yeah, because there's a, there's a bunch I have not seen, so I'm actually more willing to check out the older films. Darby O'Gale and the Little People. I fucking loved it. Right? <laughs> Why aren't they remaking this? Like, out of all the things that they're remaking from Disney, like, they're going to do the Black Hole again, and they're doing all these other movies. Why aren't they remaking this? Like, you can you can make this movie for cheap. Darby O'Gale? Yeah. I, the thing, like, this movie, first off, super amazing. Like, I don't like... Um, the little people in like regular life. Well, but, they were just little, they were just people. But this, but down. the way that they did the, like, the cinematography where the, it was that forced perspective yeah. it made it look dope. Like, and then, like, they just look so real. Like, even with the, the only thing that I had a problem with this movie visually was the horse. The one at the end? The one, no, the one in the beginning where he was, like, taken upon the fairies and then, like, he turns, like, all weird colors and then, like, Backhands Darby O'Gill down the well. Oh, down the well for <laughs> yeah. people. But that was the only special effects that just seemed so out of it. But everything else was trippy. It was like, I like how the lightning sh- struck the tower and then the banshee appeared. And she just kind of floated her ass towards Darby O'Gill. I'll take your fucking daughter, Darby. I'll take your daughter. <laughs> it's not verbatim, but. <laughs> I think it's what you. If I was to. Crawl inside my ears. If I was to translate, if I had the babble fish. <laughs> From Hitchhiker's Guide, that's what it would be saying in that accent. I'll take your fucking daughter. Like it's false dropped. <laughs> One of the things I always notice about the older movies on on the Disney 
plus uh-huh. is that I feel like anything before like 1992 they put that due to how things were at the time there might be some content in this that isn't right yeah like, you notice that but they on all the old cartoons when it's like Mickey fixing a clock because it's a metaphor yeah it's a <laughs> metaphor I, I literally think they just saw anything before like 1990. They just slap it on. I had no idea that was a thing. Oh, look at it, dude. It, it just says it on there. It'll say, dude, you know, there's some things on here that might not be right for this time. You know what? I think that's just covering their butts for, like, anything, like, if for future response. Like, oh, man, could you believe that Mickey called her sweetheart instead of her real name? You know what I mean? There's any PC future antics, but... It's just weird. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, maybe, I guess it's just a blanket statement that they just put on everything. But it's so fucking weird to me. But how... Goddamn charming was this movie? Oh, this movie was adorable. Oh man, and that old guy. Uh, what's his name? Darby. Sharp. No, yeah, but what's Darby's? Albert Sharp. Holy crap! Like that face was so old and wrinkly, and just ah, he just felt like my grandpa. You know what I mean? He was just a very like charismatic drunk. Oh, well, okay. So he's this drunk, like groundskeeper yep. of this house oh well how great would it have been if his name was willie instead of darby right i bet you that's I oh but yeah that's that irish and scottish so i'm sure that, i would yeah. be surprised if that's type of a thing though he's getting old it's him and his daughter living in that house together uh katie katie oh katie katie o'gill yeah they're they're forcing him into retirement and this young dashing man played by sean connery yes <laughs> is coming in to take over as groundskeeper, and they're giving him two weeks to get out of the house. And Sean Connery's even like, you don't have to get out of the house, bro. You can stay. But also, the owner of the land told Darby, the old drunk, we'll move you over to the other house, and you can live happy there, rent-free, with half your wages. And you're like, dude, that's a fucking bargain. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, thank you, sir. Like, yeah, I think I will. But Darby's like, Irish pride. This, yeah, this is our home. We made it our home. It wasn't even your house. You didn't even buy the fucking property. <laughs> like, what are you bitching about, Darby? <laughs> pack your shit go. <laughs> go. And everybody, like, the whole time was like, yo, bro, are you packing that house yet? Because you're dragging your feet. Yeah, and then, like, he then, like, guilts Put Sean Connery in a weird position saying, like, hey. Well, Sean like, Connery was, was fine with it. He was just like, yeah, dude, you can do it. Take all the time you need. Yeah. And like, it wasn't really Sean Connery. It's Sean the was landowner. Like, it was the landowner. But still, like, that wasn't a horrible deal from the landowner. Yeah, because the thing is, like, that land still needs to be kept. It's a young man's job. I mean, it, it has to be. Like, there's no way that, like, Darby could, like, do it himself. So, like, it. But then we learn a little bit more about Darby. He's he's a bit of a drunk. He's a fucking drunk. <laughs> Go ahead. And, I he, feel he like actually, he tells he's always told the story about how he found the little people, how he found yeah. Brian of Nox- I'm gonna I'm gonna murder this Brian of Naknashiga. He had caught the Leprechaun King. Yeah, King so, Brian. King Brian. The thing about King uh, about Darby is that I love how he just holds court in the bar. He's like, oh, let me fucking tell you people a fucking tale. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he starts talking about like again like, yeah, like how you met the the leprechaun king and he's talking about the fairies and it's, he's very like old school how he's bringing in the folktale which a lot of people still believe in fairies and a lot of people still believe in the leprechauns and it's like Mobile, Alabama. yeah and then so oh man i love that that leprechaun's in that tree i need that gold like what did that guy say i'm just gonna be where the gold is i'm gonna be where the gold is um but the liver flute? <laughs> yeah. Here's a here's a description of what he looks like. <laughs> it's like a children's drawing. <laughs> but back to Darby, it's like I like how he's like holding court and then like everyone's like 
everyone believes in the fairies and everyone's kind of like on board except for that one guy. The one that wants to bang his daughter. The one that wants to bang his daughter and it's like that what that old woman's son or whatever. Yeah, like that was weird. Like, yeah, it's like that's your housekeeper and then you're trying to get the housekeeper's son to like bang bang your daughter. Katie, poor Katie. But that whole tension between like a young man and Darby was great because he's like you're an old fool and like so it was it was a cool little I'm gonna go bang your daughter I'm gonna go bang your daughter you idiot <laughs> you old drunk and then like I like but you, right away you see how great Darby is because the priest comes into the bar looking for volunteers because he's got no money they need to bring a church bell into the town or whatever they're asking for like I could pay you twenty dollars blah, blah blah and Darby's like I'll do it. But I don't want your money. I just want your blessings. Like, you know, yeah. for, the, for a relaxing holiday or whatever, whatever. Can I get your blessings so when I get to heaven, I can get into some weird Irish yeah, churchy weird, yeah. Yeah, thing? Oh, because, yeah, because when he died, yeah, he was like, I want to go to heaven. Don't and done, Darby. God bless your soul. And, then, like, he just uh, ends up taking off. Yeah, he ends up meeting uh, Brian. Well, he tells the story. Oh, he tells the story. Oh, that's right. Go ahead. Because his first wish was, and, and now there's the rules. Here's the kind of rules of the universe with the wishes. And is this, I don't know, is that, like, the legit thing for it where you get your three wishes, and if you make a fourth wish... You lose them all. Um, is that a like legit thing? Like, I, I, I've read, a, I've read a lot of old like Irish folk tales. I remembered it being not a standard of three. I think it was just like one yeah. for catching them, and that's it. I because I was always told it was three, but maybe yeah. that's from this. Yeah, maybe, or then also for like the Latin, the Latin the, genie yeah. story is always all the wishes are always three. Yeah, it's a weird round yeah. number. So. Um, Odd number. Odd number, whatever. Anyway, so his first wish was to have health. Like, he wanted to be in good health. Yeah. Uh, his second wish was for potatoes. Yeah, like fucking... For potatoes God bless Darby. <laughs> and then he wanted that crock of gold. King Brian tricks him, and he makes his fourth wish. And when he makes that fourth wish, he loses everything. I wanted to stomp on King Brian. <laughs> the moment he's like, he says, cackle. <laughs> You fucked up, Darby. You put the come hither on me. <laughs> and then his his rhyme. Oh, you had your three and you wished your four, so you lose it all, you dumb bitch. <laughs> he disappears. And Darby's like, ah, I'm cursing you, King Brian. I really want to remake this movie. Just remake it and just have it be this like, swearing version of it. Oh, uh, you dumb bitch. <laughs> you dumb bitch. Just have people, like, have all types of people in it. Oh, and just have everybody doing that uh, Irish accent. Like, I, do your Irish accents. I don't care how bad it is. Oh, that'd be so good. I want uh, Dave Chappelle to be King Brian. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be so hilarious. <laughs> you know, he's all upset about everything. Uh, you know, he's going to lose his house and his job. And he thinks his daughter is going to be upset with him and stuff. So he decides. Because he doesn't want to disappoint Katie. Katie O'Gill. And so <laughs> he... uh Goes to the what, what was that? It was like a it was like, like a, a ruin, ruin. yeah, like a, like a castle. I wasn't sure. So was that castle that ruin, like their future home? Is that why no. he was upset? Because I remember they were saying like, oh, like they're gonna move to the mill house. No, I don't think they were moving to that house. I don't okay, think that was a house. because they were talking about how there's ruins on. First off, this property, this land, the fuck, it's fucking amazing. It was just, it was stunning. It was like every shot of that town was like a postcard. Small, quiet town, mountains in the background, r- old Irish ruins, castles in the background. Like, it, everything is cinematically just amazing, that whole thing. He's, the, the fucking horse has that technicolor, like, 
trip out where he's like a neon horse and he's just like taken by the fairies and then like he like backhands Darby will go down that portal no I thought they just had it working. this is for whipping me for all those years Darby <laughs> no I thought he died oh I did too cause that's a hell of a fall there's, I'm sure like, there's no water in that bottom that well yeah. oh he was dancing and whiskey he was hunting wasn't he hunting was, it, was he hunting I don't think he was I think he was just kind of like oh maybe he was and that damn horse just kind of just yeah. took off on him. But how dope was that fall sequence? Because it just looked like he did die, and now he's going into the dream world or whatever. Yeah. And then, but when he lands, that should have just broken his back and yeah. broken his hip. Like, but he just like boop boop. But how dope? So I found out some stuff about this, like cinematography wise. Okay. So when he's down at the bottom, uh, these rogue leprechauns are just kind of just about, and they see him, and they jump off the rock onto his stomach, and then hop back off. And then they're just being like dick leprechauns. So the way they filmed that scene, dick leprechaun, dick, yeah, no, <laughs> they had, they had uh. A giant life-size mannequin, and when you watch it again, you can see that it's a mannequin. Like, there's oh, like, and then okay. so, oh, so they just had ten years force perspective. They just made a big giant mannequin, and they had a yeah, and they had these people jump, like, yeah, jump on him, so it looked like it was jumping on his belly and hop off. And when you watch it again, you see like the fabric react as if it was a heavy, fa- you know, what I mean? like you yeah. can see the the trickery on it. But hot damn, like that's not the first time. Like, there's a couple other spots too that I like. Um, there's a part where King Brian is being like held captive by Darby in like in the house. He goes, "I'll bring my fucking ginger cat to kill you, King Brian. You give me these goddamn wishes." And King Brian's like, "Fuck you!" Then he runs away. But Darby, that's the cat, go and then traps him behind like a we- like a wagon wheel. Yeah. And then there's a part where like the cat is just like reaching in the wagon wheel and trying to paw and claw out like yeah. King Brian's eyes out and rip his head off. But if you look at the way it's done, because like. The cat's reaching in and, like, doing the scratching. And then it's from King Brian's perspective shot, looking at the cat. And you can see his hand just smacking the cat. And there's some interaction between the cat paw and King Brian's arm. The way they did that is, like, it's just, like, a little mini stick with a little leprechaun hand on the back of it. And it's just, like, him just, like, hitting the the cat. So it's just a small cat toy just filmed in that perspective. Yeah. So it looks like he's interacting with the cat. I'm like, that's fucking badass. The, The... Many forced perspective shots when Darby's like playing his fiddle and all the Irish people are yeah, running around. Yeah, that's that fiddle Man, scene. that looks so good. Oh, for but, a 1950s movie, as I've been saying. So yeah. he falls down there and he talks to the Brian, the King Brian. Yeah. And Brian's like, oh, you got to stay here now. Like, you can't get out. Yeah. And then the way like it, they filmed it, the, the horses circling around Darby's feet, there is just a gap in between like Darby's feet and like the circling of the the horses. Yeah. But that enough gap gave them enough time to cut two film strips separately from the top and the bottom and splice them together so you could have the horses going around because they faked a giant, like, you know, cave and like with rocks to give you that perspective. That's how they spliced that, those yeah. two films together. That was trippy. And then also, like, there's a part where, like, uh, Darby is just walking, and as he's walking... There's leprechauns behind him, and those are real people just pushed far back to get that perspective of little people. And there's people in front of the camera. The ones in front of the cameras are actually puppets on strings. But you can't even tell. Like it's, yeah. They did it so well. 
And I was shocked at how innovative they were, like oh, all these little tricks. Because like whenever you see it, like it's well, it's... the director is the same guy who directed Mary Poppins. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, awesome. And then you like you can tell, you can tell when you like watch it. You're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's the same guy. But I, I also learned something from the bar that I was at last night doing research. When it comes to Irish people, they actually learn their Irish dance. You know that the jigs, the jigs that they do. They actually teach children in elementary school or primary school how to do like rudimentary like yeah, dancing, like folk of, dancing. Yeah, kind of like was like uh, how yeah, we did, did square dancing. They did, they did a lot of that. Yeah, well, they did that a lot. When I was at one of the, because I went to two elementary schools, I went to the one before Emory where we met. Yeah. Um, they did like the South Island dance, like like the Hawaiian, like the Polynesian. Oh, uh, really? That there? No, something. we didn't do that. Yeah. And we did. I think we did that, and then I, we did square dancing in fucking junior high, which was that helps me during square dance season. Uh, no, we did square dancing elementary and in junior high, and I was like, okay, this is. I, I thank you <laughs> for the Irish uh, for the Irish folk. They also do like their cultural dance in like primary school. So, um. This, because I showed the clip to some people, they're like, that is not Irish. That's just American bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> it just happened right there. Because you just see it's people just throwing their elbows and just hopping up and down. Like, there's no. Well, I mean, they did, they did, you know, they did film this in the good old Irish city of, of San Fernando Valley. Oh, really? Oh, you could tell. You the, totally tell. They, the, the Irish Providence of San Fernando Valley. <laughs> and on the Disney backlot as well. Oh, really? But yeah, no, Darby, like, oh, also, another thing, too, uh, since we're kind of still with the Leprechaun portion of this part of the story, Darby, his close-up where he's playing his fiddle, uh, that's not that old man. That old man cannot play the fiddle. So what they ended up doing is that old trick where Darby O'Gill puts his hands behind his back, and they have this fiddle player stick his hands right behind him and then play for him. That's why his arms are in such a weird angle when he's playing the fiddle. Puppeteering his like you know their own arms and making that look like he's like playing the fiddle. Leprechaun world opens up. Yeah, Darby's able to escape because they were all going after. So the way that Irish folk tales work is that if you find yourself taken by the fairies or the leprechauns, or the fairies. leprechauns are part of the fairies. Yeah, I say yeah. When you're taken into, they're drunk fairies. Yeah, when when uh, you are snatched by the fairies and pulled into their area, their land, um, it is there are it's there's rules of their their thing. Yeah. You're not you're not supposed to drink the drink and you're not supposed to eat the food. And he done and because like and he done both. He done both. <laughs> but, but the thing is like by drinking the drink and eating the food, it it ties you to their world and it makes it so you can't come back. And then even if you do come back, you may not come back right away. It may be years later before you come back, but you'll be the same age. If you find yourself being approached by the fairies and you're about to leave, like the rule is to like, if you reach into your pockets and you throw out coins to appease the fairies, then they'll leave you alone. And then like, hence, I believe that's where the legend of where the leprechauns get all their gold from is from like people throwing their coins so they don't get taken by the fairies. And then also, if you happen to be in the land of fae, and like you're stuck there, something about like turning your pockets inside out, mm-hmm. either to show that you have no no money, and they'll pity you and they'll they'll let you go back to like the real world. But yeah, so King Brian, after he fucking like tells Darby that he's his like fiddle slave for life, 
<laughs> You'll be playing this until You'll be playing you'll this be too. playing until your fingers bleed Darby O'Gill. And then like uh they go out for a, a fox hunt and that's where King Brian takes his staff, opens the rock, and then leaves. And I like how Darby's like, okay, Paul, have a great trip. As soon as he's out the fucking door, Darby starts shoveling his pockets full of Irish like treasure or the leprechaun yeah. treasure. <laughs> and I like how he's jingling like fucking Scrooge McDuck. That's where he barely makes it out in Cave Alive. You know what I mean? Because I get closes just right behind him. It reminded me, it was just as exciting watching Darby O'Gill run out of the cave as it was Indiana Jones leaving the temple. The king has to get back before sunrise because yeah. he can't be out during sunrise. Because the, the fairies can't be out. So. The king goes after him. Because he embarrassed him. And he went to go teach him a lesson. Oh, I'm sorry, King Brian. It's just, I had to get my pipe. I was just going to come right back. And he goes, oh, that's all. Then, okay, let's get going. He goes, and so well, they get started getting hammered. He goes like, drunk. oh, it's just, I'll never oh. touch this fine booze again. He goes, oh, fine booze, eh? Like, oh, I'll have a sip. Oh, if you will, your majesty. And he gives him a coffee cup. But like, the first perspective of, like, that regular-sized man with, like, a giant cup just was hilarious to me. But also... King Brian would be dead. Like, 100%. Because you can't take that amount of liquid into a body. You know what I mean? That Irishman can. Holy shit. And he didn't even pee once. I was super surprised. That's the power of the fairies. But they do that charming game. The fucking, like, the wishing song. This is where I wish it would have been, like, an adult, dirtier version of the song. Yeah, this would be such a good, like, a bunch of dirty, just like... Dirty just dirty Irish limericks. Just, just dirty-ass fucking, like, Andrew Dice Clay-like limericks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There once was a man from Nantucket. Yeah, just whatever. Where's Nantucket, you say? <laughs> it would just be like... His balls could fill the bucket! <laughs> it would just, just be this... <laughs> it would just be this, like, great, like, fucking Bob Millian. Just like, oh, where's Nantucket, you say? Oh, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and those dirty colonies, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he gets King Brian fucking trash drunk. And then, like, he next thing he knows, it's morning. And that's when he, like, threatens him with the cat. Yeah. Don't give me my fucking wishes, Brian. <laughs> King Brian is like, he goes, all right, I'll give you your fucking wishes. Just take the cat back. And he's like, all right, cool. So he, he grabs the king by his back and he throws him into, like, a sack. But that was a, a puppet, obviously, that he picked up and threw in there. But, like, even though it was such a great puppet, like, it yeah, looks well, like... you only have to do it for, like, two seconds. So you don't need to, like, have it be like, Oh, you little fucker! Ah, I would have <laughs> flicked his balls and just dropped him in a second. That would have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you piece of shit! Oh, right to the jewels! <laughs> so then he goes to the bar to show off his, his leprechaun. Yeah. Also, meanwhile... Sean Connery and Katie O'Gill oh, are kind of hitting it off a bit. Oh, I like their on and off, flirty, not flirty relationship where they're like, Katie's like, oh, my bosoms are so bountiful. And then Sean Connery's like, oh, are they? <laughs> oh, are they? <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> Like how everybody else has a fucking voice, except for Sean Connery, who's like, oh yeah, your tits are great. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone has a nice Irish like cadence to their speak, and Sean Connery's like, I don't give a good goddamn. <laughs> what I think is great about this is that it's this whole like second act. It's a game of wits between Darby O'Gill and King Brian. Darby kind of like saves face with like the bar to the local bars because he has king brian in the bag and he could sh pull him out and show him if he wants to but he doesn't and he tells him oh he's in here and you see the bag moving around and it could be anything and then like he takes that little shot and he 
gives it to King Brian, and he takes the drink at the very end, and he throws the drink up in the air, and then Darby catches it and gives it to the barkeep. Yeah. And then she, everybody's like amazed, like, what the fuck? And then, like, the barkeep, I like her, like, right away, she just takes the cup, fills it full again, like, with gin or whatever it was, and she puts it on the top of the bar next to the Virgin Mary. <laughs> it goes, like, there's, if you need proof that King Brian was at the bar, it's right fucking there, you fucking ripe cunt. <laughs> So, but he makes the stupid mistake in the middle of all this and wastes his second wish. What was his first wish? First wish was, oh, that's right. Okay, so the first oh. wish was for, for King Brian to remain at Darby's side for two weeks. His next wish is that he's taking him there to go see, I got I got King Brian. Oh, yeah, and then when they pull him out, and it's, it's him, a rabbit. But no, what he says is they can't see anything inside the bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's because he meets Sean Connery. Yeah, and he goes, oh, I, but then he says, oh, I wish you could see him. And he's like, all right. Yeah. There's your second wish. He pulls him up, but then he comes out as a rabbit. And, then, and he's like, what the fuck? And he's all like, well, you can see me as King Brian. They are seeing me as a rabbit. Yeah. And then he starts laughing. Ha, ha, ha. You're an old fool. Fucking Darby, you stupid bitch. <laughs> You're an old piece of shit, Darby. <laughs> But oh. like it was, but that's just like a leprechaun, just his like slithering out of like his, yeah, his, yeah. No, no, I get it. It's great. Oh, it's so good. And then like you can see the friendship between King Brian and Darby kind of grow because like the moment where like he was like fuck, like I, I wanted him to see it, and he's arguing with him about like yeah. King Brian's like you said this, and like you tricked me, and blah blah blah. blah. And he goes, you better think your your wish is better. But then like Dar, and then King Brian goes. Tell him I'll see him in his sleep. I'll you know I'll visit him in his sleep and he can see me there. And then like then it's that whole see like where he he knew he fucked him but he still gave him an inch. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, he couldn't leave oh, him. But yeah, so his at that wish point was to keep him by his side, so he has to come back. Yeah, and then like he hints at his last wish is going to be about his daughter because she wants his daughter to be married and like be happy. be happy and kind of whatever. Darby O'Gill and King Brian turn into like a gay couple and they start bi- spying on their daughters. They're just like peeking out the windows, like, "Ooh, is he gonna kiss her? Is he gonna kiss her?" <laughs> are they? On, will they? Won't they? They go on a date because uh, King Brian's like, "Fucking take Katie out. She fucking she wants you. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> she wants your double O seven inches." <laughs> and then like she goes, and she goes to, <laughs> and, but the entire time Chuck Hardy's like, "That sounds like a great idea." And then, <laughs> and then the, the King Brian goes to like uh, Katie goes, "Katie, you dumb bitch, go out with him. He's Sean Connery." <laughs> Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and she goes, and then she gets up and she looks around, and then like King Brian disappears. And then when she goes back to it, it's like, that's right, don't look at me, bitch, but go out with him. <laughs> and then they go out on their date, and then that's good, like, but there's a lot of flirting back and forth. And then, yeah. like, and then, but even King Brian, I kind of gives. happens on the date, and they get well, pissed off each other. Well, King Brian kind of gives them, like, like Sean Connery, like a bunch of just like tidbits, like an information. Yeah. Take it to the castle where the Danes fought, blah, 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 blah. And they start to have this cute little report. But then like they clash because they're both like strong headed. And it's kind of like, well, fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then even at the end of their date, as they're walking home, that's where King Brian and like Darby are just peeking over the window trying to see if they're going to like make out or not. He's like, go on, kiss her, kiss her. As Katie closes her eyes and kind of like, ooh, waiting for the kiss, Sean Connery goes, nah, bitch, and just side passes her. And you're like, oh! And then like, that's where, as she side passes him and like goes forward, whatever, Darby's like, it's never gonna happen. Like, and then like, then Katie runs over and just grabs Sean Connery and just goes in for that kiss. And then King Brian's like, oh, they're gonna have a baby! Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> but like before that, uh, Sean Connery meets that the dick, the dick, the, the, and they're gonna get in a big old fight, and that's what started the whole thing too, because like oh that's what started the fight. The asshole guy is like you know sees like who's over there blah 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 blah, and then so Katie and like Sean Connery come running out, out of the bushes because they're about to make out. He starts shit with like Sean Connery, like who the fuck are you and blah 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 blah, and they're gonna go into like a scrap, and then that's where Katie's like, if you let go tongue finger on him, I'll never talk to you again. And he's like, all right, you could go if you had to have the lady save you. And then Sean Connery is like, don't fucking embarrass me like that, you dumb bitch. And he tries like fucking smack her. I don't know if that's verbatim or not, but that's kind of how I remember it. So then she goes out with him, the guy, yeah. for a moment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, the asshole guy. Katie finds out, oh, that's right, because the guy tells Katie that she's on her way out, that that guy oh, came in right. yeah, to too. fucking take over, and Katie comes coming home crying, he's like, you fucking lied to me, Sean Connery, you fucking said she loved me, but you didn't, and he goes like, your father told me not to tell anybody, he's like, well, fuck my father, I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> if you want me out of this house so bad, like, fuck it, I'm out of here, she packs her bags, and she goes to the old mill, but that's why I was thinking, like, the old mill and the oh, ruins oh, are oh, the oh, same oh, thing. Oh. Oh, okay, because yeah. she kind of goes to the same spot. Probably, yeah. And then so that's when like Sean Connery is like go after her to stop her, but that's when the dick the is, guy is about because throws, throws whiskey all over him. Yeah, because like that's what it was. Because like she took off. That guy was like, "All right, I want to get laid, so let me go fucking apologize." And so Sean Connery knocks him out, beams him in the back the back of the head. Yeah, dumps whiskey on him. Darby comes drunkly walking by and sees Sean Connery without even saying a word. Just gets like. Nose to lips close to him. He goes, you're a fucking trunk. <laughs> and then, like, Sean Connery tells him what happened. And he goes, you mean she's going right now with the fucking horse? Like, no. And then she, they all, like, chase up after her. Uh-huh. That's when the storm happens. Okay. So now does the Banshee appear because he came out of the Leprechaun world? The Banshee is, I believe, like, another, I don't think it's. It's just, fair, having, it's, it's just something that's there. It's an Irish... figure that that's why the Banshee was there, because he came out of the Leprechaun world when he wasn't supposed to. The, the Banshee is, like, its own entity. Thing. Like, it's I don't think it's part of, like, the, the Fae world. I think it's just part of, like, the supernatural world of, like, of Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. If you hear the Banshee's cry, that means you or someone in your family is going to die. Which is kind of a really late part of the story to introduce a new fairy or new supernatural concept. Like, I feel like there's some throwaway line, like, or they should have put some throwaway line in there that says, oh, because you did this happen, like, oh, if you go out, a fucking banshee can appear and, like, plague your fucking land. As someone who doesn't know, like, Irish folktale at all, th- this just comes out of the blue, you know what I mean? You're just like, oh, okay, cool, like, I don't know what a yeah. fucking banshee is. That's where the lightning strikes and the banshee comes up and then he goes, I'm gonna get your fucking daughter, Mr. You know, like, he's like, I'm coming for a KT fucking Darby, watch out. Because it was almost like a Grim Reaper type of effect. Because it was that, that cowl yeah. thing and she was coming down. I like how Darby was like, stay away from my fucking daughter. And he throws the lantern and like, that bursts into like the whole fire and then like the banshee's gone. Her but a priest looks at her and goes, Oh, I'm not a doctor, but she's gonna die. <laughs> like, they don't even get a doctor, and it's like, oh, oh, I'm not a doctor, but this bitch is dead. Yeah, and then, but the thing too, it's like this is where you find out that Katie's mom, poor Katie, her his mom, her mom died because of the banshee. The banshee took the mom. Yeah. When the after she was born, so you're like, fuck, like poor Darby, what a fucking shit life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was also thinking too of the dynamics between Darby O'Gill and Katie O'Gill. Because Darby's way older than what Katie is. So I'm thinking one night when Darby was holding court, he just got this young milkmaid pretty sauced up. 
had a roll in the hay with her, and then like that, got or kid. he's like forty and he just drinks that much. I prefer Darby to be just a, old, a, just a charming old. old man that ended up like knocking this young girl up. This young milkmaid up. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, so Katie's gonna die. Katie's gonna die, and he Darby is like the church has given up on his daughter. Uh, Darby doesn't know what to do, so he goes to the only thing that he truly believes in, and that's Brian. the fairies. And the fairies so yeah. he runs out into the woods and starts like shouting for King Brian. And then finally, King Brian pops up. He goes, "Hey, you dumb bitch! What do you want? <laughs> yeah. What do you want, you fucker?" And then he goes like, "He was like, Katie, like you know, blah blah blah." And then like at that point, uh, she's they don't think she's gonna make it through the night. Oh, and, and then, then the, the groom reaper starts coming. Yeah, like, Banshee comes in, and then like, how freaky is that? It's that scene when it's in front of the door, and then like, Darby opens the door, sees her, and then like this, <laughs> and then like. The, the cowl goes back and you see that skeleton half face just kind of just go at you in technicolor. Yeah. And you're like, huh! And, <laughs> and then, and then the, like, the chariot starts coming out. Yeah, and then that's when Darby goes outside like looking for King Brian and he sees the chariot coming down. Like, that's yeah. when he's like begging for like, you know, yeah, that's King Brian. He, and then King but Brian, King Brian yeah. pops up like, what do you want, you dumb bitch? He goes like, the chariot is coming for Katie. And he goes like, oh, like I can't do anything about that. Like the chariot comes down you know, like, it needs a soul to go back. Like, there's nothing I could do. I can't send it away. Yeah. And then, so, that's when he goes, well, fucking have it take me then. Like, he goes, I can't do that. He goes, it's my third fucking wish and you promise fucking King Brian. He goes, all right. And then he fucking, like, does it like he knows that. But, like, I like that whole moment where, like, King Brian's like, never in me fucking days did I ever. <laughs> <laughs> never in me fucking days. Never in me fucking days did I ever see that. <laughs> Never in my fucking days, Darby. What a fucking true man you is. And then, so, <laughs> then like, the chariot comes down, which looks an awful like the chariot at the Haunted Mansion. Uh, it's probably the same type. Is I, that the same one? It's probably the same. Yeah, I mean, it probably is because it's right around the same time frame, to, I guess. I mean, Disney repurposes shit all the time. It might be. Darby goes into the coach, and it's very kind of like... Man, this is a really kind of sad movie right now. This charming old drunk is now dead. And he made them at this point in the story I'm thinking, well, he made that promise with the priest about going to heaven for doing the things yeah, and he got so his blessings. Go. So I'm assuming he's going to heaven. And then so I'm like, okay, cool. Like and then like they're going back up into the sky. So I'm like, I'm like, oh this sucks. And then the fact that the coach is all black with no black yeah. dude, like this is like a weird transition in between like whatever. And if we're following the hero's journey like take, this is the cave. You know what I mean? Where yeah. like, you know, he comes out victorious if he comes out victorious. Yeah. And then that's where fucking uh, King Brian pops back in. He goes, and he's all he's bombed. He's super. No, bummed. he's not. He's he's, well, he's, he's bombed got this up shit, until until he thinks this, about he got it. This shit-eating grin. Yeah, uh, he got this shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> yeah, up until so he's just talking to him. Yeah, he goes. You're a good adversary. He tells him, you know, you're the best adversary I've ever had, and you know that was a really good match of wits. And, and then and then he's like, yeah. and then he's like, oh, like so King Brian, be- King Brian. Promise me one thing. Look after Katie. Would you? Look, make sure she's fine. <laughs> make sure she's happy. Go ahead. And then he goes like, oh, I wish you could be there to see her. And he goes, I wish that too. And he goes, okay. Ha ha ha, you dumb bitch. I tricked you again. <laughs> I tricked you so you don't die, you fucker. You wish your forest dress, you lose them all, you dumb bitch. <laughs> so he doesn't die. Like He gets, he gets dropped out of the carriage. So at that point... 
all his wishes are reverted. Yeah. So King Brian hang out with him for a week. That doesn't matter. I mean, like, yeah. there's no like world well, repercussions that. Him, and, and then now like, Katie yeah, he doesn't have to die. Yeah, well, yeah, so he like, doesn't die. There's no world life changing repercussions like, like okay, oh, there's so, a pot of gold now. It's gone. Makes this so big deal about oh, a soul needs to go there, and he made the wish. So a soul needs to go. Well, he said that the carriage needs to, it comes down for a soul. It needs to leave with the soul. Okay. And so technically, but, it came down for a soul, and it took Darby. And I, I like the Grim Reaper where it had no head. And he was like Darby O'Gill, and he was like, oh shit, <laughs> he climbs in. But then he leaves with the soul. But before. They make that transition between, like, the different worlds. That's when... Because King Brian says, like, okay, it's time for me to go. I can't go with you all the way. I wish I could. I wish you could, too. too. Yeah. And then, like, so that's when he pulls him out. Because the carriage did come down for soul. Left with a soul. It didn't yeah. go over with the soul. And But then, that, then the moment they come back, uh, fucking Katie's fever breaks immediately. She's all better. It cuts to the bar. Which I love any Disney movie where it's just the main, one of the main stages of the, it's just a bar. Barbie's telling the sole story of what happened and what's going on, how like the fairy like saved the, how King Brian saved their lives and whatever. And then like that dick asshole guy comes in again and he goes like, what are you talking about fucking Darby? I saw you like a pig and shit just in the mud. (laughs) 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 Just drunk off your ass, just rolling around, wailing about King Brian. (laughs) But also, that, too, is another fairy. The fairies love to fuck with people. They yeah. love it. And they're like, so they'll like... That's put... why, And that's why I say he knew what he was doing when he got in there. Oh, okay. That's why I figured, like, he has this whole time, he has this swagger about him. All right. When he gets in there. He's yeah. like, he's kind of like, oh, yeah, this all sucks. And he's, because he's, he should have been, if he didn't know that, he should have been way more depressed. And I think he would have That's true. There. He would have been more depressed. He would have been like, he would have been like way more depressed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. So yeah. I think he knew what he was doing when he went in there. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah I think you're right. But, like, uh, with fairies, they have a tendency to, like, trick humans all the time. Like, if you're starving in the woods, they would, like, produce, like, a banquet table. And, yeah. like, so full of food. And people will go and just start grubbing down on the and food. Like, and then it'll it'll just be just shit. Just animal shit that they're eating and they're, like, all about it. But since they've been, like, touched by the fae, they believe, like, they're seeing whatever. Yeah. So, being that... Darby is like hanging out with the fairies or the leprechauns. He comes back and he's rolling in like the mud and just acting a fool and acting crazy. Like that could be a sign that like it was a real fairy interaction as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that reference working too. But like, yeah, so he goes, like, What the fuck are you talking about, Darby? You're fucking rolling in pig shit, you dumb bitch. <laughs> and then like, that's where like everybody like fucking like shoots him. That's where Sean Connery comes in. He goes, oh, I, you know, it's like, I had, King Brian told me that, like, you know, when I got hit in the back of the head, that you should pay the consequences. And he goes, like, he goes, hey, and what consequences are those? A right fucking punch in the goddamn schnauzer. And he's like, he goes, hold what? On, hold on, then stop. Because <laughs> you just said I should... <laughs> in German. <laughs> Go on. Leave me be, Forrest. Leave me be. <laughs> and then that's where he, like, he, like, he goes in for the, that pop in the face and that other guy goes in for a swing and this is by far my favorite part of the whole goddamn movie is this bar fight because they're taking bullshit telegraphic swings at each other and they're just like dodging them and it cuts to the old folks at the bar and it's Darby O'Gale in dead center acting ooh 
ah, and just cringing at all these like stupid shots. And like everyone yeah. at the bar is cringing with them. And it cuts back to the two boys fighting. And it's these bullshit like fucking throws of punches and whatever. And then horrible fighting. And then back to the old folks all cringing and just like squishing their faces because they're so intense with this fight. I don't know why it tickles me so much, but I fucking loved it. And this is where I also noticed too that there is not an elderly representation in Hollywood when it comes to like actors anymore. Because Darby uh, O'Gill, when you look at Darby's face, all those wrinkles, all that, like his I mean, fucked up teeth, like everything uh, about him is just so. He's such a character just to look I mean, at. I, I think there is, but I don't think there is. Patrick Stewart? I was like, Patrick Stewart or. But even like Cullen. he's he's a very. Like, he's still a handsome man. You know what I mean? Like, still handsome. Yeah, he's got old man wrinkles, but it's not like Darby or like Albert Sharp. I mean, I guess you could say Judy Dench, but they took care of themselves better than than you can argue that these people are taking care of themselves. No, I want train wrecks on the screen. I want Darby or Gil. Oh my gosh. I really want to see the remake of this. Like, I want Disney. Like, they keep they keep using Guy Ritchie on fucking Aladdin movies. You you make a remake of, of this. With Guy, Guy Ritchie, Ritchie made Aladdin. Fuck, dude. I, I don't know and, how I feel about Guy Ritchie. He's working on the second one. Well, second one, what? Oh, they're making another Aladdin. Twenty minutes. Let's talk about one. Aladdin really quick. Uh, I can talk to you about the first twenty minutes and the last five minutes. So perfect. Let's perfect. Talk. Aladdin. First five minutes in the movie. I was over the moon. I was so it was excited. Nice. It was it was good. Well, he's good. I, I like. Let's, let's also preface this that we love the movie Snatch. Oh yeah, love we, it. We we quote that like The Simpsons. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I like Rock and Rolla. I I did too. Um, not not as the same. No, part, no, no but near still good. Snatch. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with Lock, Stock, and Two, two Smoking barrels. barrels. I actually like that one. What's a lot. the one after that? After Snatch. Because that one was good, too. Uh, I can't remember right now. The last movie that I saw that he did all the way through was the Spy Castaway. Movie. He didn't do Castaway. It's Robert Zemeckis. Uh, what's, what's that shitty movie he did, he did with, his uh, wa- with his wife? What? What's the shitty movie he did with his wife? I don't Madonna? know. I, I was probably, that's probably what came after Snatch. It's yeah. that shitty one he did with, with, with Danny As soon as that came out, I'm like, oh, you lost you lost your charm, bitch. But then he did Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey uh, see, I like the Sherlock Holmes movie. That was pretty good. Those were good. Yeah. And I think that's why they got him to do a... But like, I feel like his... The way he does movies is t- it's nice and popular, but not for those stories. I don't think for an Aladdin, but I think for this you can get it to work. Oh, like you can make. I think, I think he can use. I, I think he's good enough to where he can write a good script for this movie because this yeah. is actually a really good script for being a movie from 57, 58, whenever yeah. it was made. This is a good script, and it's and not that racist. It's, <laughs> and it's not that racist. But for I don't a know, movie this time? But I don't know which, which version I want to see. I don't want to know if I want to see him do, like... I don't know if I really want to see him do, like, New Guy Ritchie, the Aladdin version of this, where it's, like, very family-oriented. Uh-huh. Or the version that we've been talking about for the last 45 oh, minutes. Oh, no, for sure. Where it's, they, like, where it's like, oh, you big fucker! Yeah, what would be great is, like, if Guy Ritchie did Darby O'Gale and the Little, little That's People. That's what I'm saying! Yeah, hold on. And then, like, but they bring in a joke from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, where it's Darby at the bar, and then he asks for, like, a whatever, some drink, and they give him, like... a just a drink just full of just like fruits and just celery and a bunch of bullshit. He's like, it's a fucking jungle in here. You can fall in love with orangutan in here. Let me talk about Aladdin really quick. First five minutes, fucking fell in love with it. Okay. Everything else, garbage. Ending, dog shit. Well, yeah, especially with that whole... Parrot? 
that giant parrot instead of the snake? That was stupid. Oh, I didn't get that far. Oh, uh, so they make a giant like Iago instead Iago of Iago is in like uses an Engorgio spell from Harry Potter yeah. and then like makes him huge and then he flies around and then attacks Aladdin through the streets. So it's this giant CGI. But even like with the genie, the genie turns out to be like just a very sexual being as well, which is super weird for a children's story. Because the genie falls in love with the human, and then, like, at the end of the movie, he obviously impregnated that human, and they have, like, a demigod, genie, gin, human hybrid. Yeah, like, at the end, like, because they get married, because he ends up marrying that girl that was on Saturday Night Live for a bit. And I'm all like, what are we, like, I figured, okay, I figured they were going to have... Will Smith be that guy at the beginning, like they did in the beginning, because Robin Williams is that voice of that guy. Yeah. Of the, of that. I'm like, I figured that was gonna happen. Oh, this is how we're doing this. Yeah, it was super weird. Like then they didn't do the whole. My favorite part of the movie was the beginning, where like they have the two scarabs and they put them together, and it flies into like the cave of wonders, and then like I like how the cave's like. You're a fucking bitch. Bring me the diamond in the rough, and it fucking like <laughs> disintegrates. But they didn't do that this time. And I'm like, I don't understand why they had to cut that part out. You mean? I prefer the tiger cave mouth over fucking giant Iago because that was just dumb. Yeah, and then it's and then, but I felt like Will Smith even fucking just telephoned that fucking performance. He his scene is just fucking garbage. I'm like, yeah, I stopped liking Will Smith. Prob- I think I was okay with Will Smith up through the first Men in Black. I've only seen the first Men in Black. I've never seen anything after one. Have you seen the other ones? I have seen the other ones. I think the second one's pretty good. I like the second one a lot, so too. So we got the blank two and three? Let's just do two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. I loved it. It was adorable. I, I fucking like this movie a lot more. Super charming. And I like it. I, I, think, I, I think a lot of these older movies I'm liking a lot more since I write now. Uh-huh. And I kind of see... This movie, structures. for being as very um, racist towards the Irish... Like, was like, because they hit those stereotypes super hard throughout this entire but, like, fucking if, movie. But, but that's that but, thing at the beginning where but, he's like, what now? I think if Disney was alive now uh-huh. making these movies, uh, A, they wouldn't be as racist. Or well, it'd be more but, devil worship because he's a Satanist. But oh, yeah. But I think because he would be going in there and trying, because he, he was trying to be as accurate as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think in the 50s when you're trying to be as accurate as possible, but you're also trying to appease an audience because he, you know, you had to do both at the time. Yeah. You didn't. Now the audience is much more diverse than it was in the fifties. Yeah. In the sixties, and so I think what happens now is that a lot of people don't see the sentiment of him trying to be respectful, and it comes off as just being a dick and you're just yeah. being a racist. But dick. so, or a ster- using stereotypes. But that's why I think he was using stereotypes because it just it. Well, people kind of believe those a lot more easier and the. the com- they convey better as like what you're trying to yeah. say, regardless of the how stereotypical they are with Irish people. Like it was never over the top. Yeah, you know I mean it, no, was, no, it was it was a very good. Yeah, good. and it was like okay, cool. How many fucking times did you say potatoes in that movie though? I was like, holy shit, calm down with this. But like, I seriously, like, and I I really want to see the Guy Ritchie version of. Oh my god. But I want there to be two versions. I want there to be the clean family version, and I want there to be like the rough snatch version no, of it. You can, because all you do is you do the dirty version, and then they have to do the TV edit version of it, and then it'll be the. Yeah. It'll be the. There you go. Darby okay great, for little people. I fucking love it. Oh. Aladdin sucks.
Hey, Forrest. So I have a beautiful gem for you to watch for next week's show. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be Over the Garden Wall. Okay. Have you heard of it? You've tried to get me to watch this multiple times. Uh, it's so good. It's really good. It's a charming animation, and it's got uh, Elijah Wood. Tim Curry's in it. Tim Curry's in it. Yeah. He's a plays a character in the thing. Really short. I think you'll love it. Well, that's going to do it for the episode this week. If you have any questions or comments, you can hit us up at our Instagram at yhblankthat. Or you can email us at yhblankthat at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.